This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, I'm Harianto Diman. Welcome to The Straits Times, the big story podcast where we analyse key issues with our journalists and guest experts. In a surprise move late last night, the government announced a series of measures aimed at cooling the private and public housing markets in Singapore. This morning, National Development Minister Desmond Lee explained the reasons for the move. There is clear upward market momentum in prices and transaction volumes, despite the near-term uncertainty about the COVID-19 situation, including the prospect of the Omicron variant spreading here. If left unchecked, prices are likely to run ahead of economic fundamentals. And this will increase the risk of a destabilising correction later on that will hurt many households. From today, additional buyer's stamp duty rates will rise for property purchases. For instance, for Singapore citizens buying their second property, it will go up from 12 to 17% of the property price. There will also be a tightening of the total debt servicing ratio threshold from 60 to 55%, meaning that total monthly loan payments cannot exceed 55% of a person's total gross income. And HDB loans will also be lowered from 90 to 85% of a property's purchase price, meaning that the maximum loan amount HDB will lend to buyers will be 85% of the purchase price. To discuss these measures is Dr. Lee Naija, Deputy Director at NUS's Institute of Real Estate and Urban Studies. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lee. Who will it benefit the most, Doctor, and who stands to lose the most from these measures? If I look at these measures, um, it's really trying to prevent people from over-consuming housing and over-stretching themselves. So I think the people that stands to lose the most will be those who are looking to buy their second property, um, to have, you know, kind of a, to buy a property as an investment asset. But I think it will benefit um, people who are looking to buy their properties the first time, uh, especially those who are looking to buy their first private residential property. I think those are still not affected uh, by the new measures that much. Let's dive deeper and tackle the HDB resale market. HDB loans will be lowered from 90% to 85% of a property's purchase price. Now, this doesn't apply to bank loans where the loan to value limit will remain at 75%. Dr. Lee, so how much will this measure actually put off buyers from purchasing HDB flats at current prices? Um, I think the interesting part is um, ma- many buyers may not be very you know, impacted by this latest measure. But what happened is um, with this new measure, people will be kind of, um, in terms of the sentiments, will be affected. Uh, in terms of the, the, the way they approach the housing purchase will be impacted. So many of them may actually take the approach of wait and see attitude. Um, so that may in the next two, three months, we'll see the sales volume going to go down quite a fair bit. But over time, I think uh, it will not really put off buyers that really have a, you know, have a need to buy a HDB flat. But they may not be looking at places in more of the prime areas where the cost is much higher or you know, they will go for something that is uh, more affordable to their means. So we may see a lot of more activity 
in the heartlands, like those in the newer estates. Dr. Lee, these cooling measures are also geared to prioritise genuine owner-occupation needs, uh, people who live in the house they buy versus buying property for investment. Whether HDB or private, how will the measures help first-time homebuyers? I think for first-time homebuyers, because um, they do not have you know, the wealth or the assets in place at the first point in time, so they need to come out with a very large down payment, uh, either through the CBF or cash component. So with these measures, it helps to temper uh, the prices, uh, make it more, uh, the increase to make it more aligned with the economic growth. So for the first time home buyers, they will find that it's more aligned to what they can afford. So I think these measures do help them uh, in this way. Dr. Lee, it was an hour or so between the announcement and the measures taking effect, uh, giving buyers, sellers, developers and agents little to no time to react. Now, say for example, I'm buying my second or subsequent property and now this hits. Uh, what are my options? I think if we look at the, the past uh, history of you know, the past announcements, um, what happened is we see that buyers will flock to the show flats. Um, and I think given the pandemic, um, this probably is something that the government does not want to see. So that is my speculation that that is why we see the announcement being, uh, uh, being made uh, kind of in a very close to the midnight. Now, um, if for people who are looking for second or subsequent property, then the question will be whether a residential property will still make sense or people should go for other real estate related type of investments or uh, things like, you know, the REITs, the industrial REITs are doing very well, especially those re regarding data centers uh, and logistics properties. So maybe those are uh, more preferable investment vehicles uh, for the investors. Uh, of course, for those who still want to have a second property, they may have to look overseas uh, where it's more preferable uh, to the buyers to buy. Dr. Lee, thank you for your perspectives. Dr. Lee Nigeria from the Institute of Real Estate and Urban Studies at NUS. With demand for public housing expected to stay strong, HDB will be launching 23,000 BTO flats each year over the next two years. It will be a 35% jump from the 17,100 BTO flats launched this year. Minister Desmond Lee says the increase in supply will provide more housing options for young couples as well as for multi-generation families, the elderly and singles. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.